right, everyone. Hello and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're recording here on Monday, October the 18th, and we're going to be dropping this episode for you on October the 20th. Uh, so we're here with episode 24, the week six recap and the preparation for week seven of your fantasy leagues. Uh, we're here with our co-hosts, Armand and Zach. We'll throw it over to Armand first. Armand, uh, how should go on? Uh, how should go on this nice Monday? Ah, she's going pretty good. It's starting to get even colder now and darker earlier. I think I said that a few weeks ago, but woof, we uh, we ended practice in the dark today, so that was uh, that was different. So. Yeah, we got to start speeding those practices up. She's too damn dark and too damn cold. Uh, Zach, how about you? What's been keeping you busy? Yeah, just like you guys finished up practice here not too long ago and had to thaw out at the end of it. I uh, I asked one of the teachers in my room if it was nice out. And she's like, oh, yeah, like lunch was great. It was nice and sunny. So I roll out in my, my sweats and uh, a hoodie and turned right around as soon as I got out there and threw on an extra pair of sweats and an extra hoodie but by the end of it i was still pretty chilly yeah she's obviously not a football coach oh yeah it's a nice day out there yeah she was walking to and from the car yeah oh yeah it seems nice out it looks the sun's out there well in in northern parts of the world in canada here if you're from the states and listening it drops fast yeah well, it was actually like pretty nice. Like when I left work to get to football, I think it was actually like 16 degrees or 15 degrees and sunny, but I like the wind, the wind was chilly. And oh, then, the wind was horrendous. Yeah. Oh man. I was, there is there ahead, a few uh, gusts there that like, I had to like step forward to like stop myself. <laughs> blowing, <laughs> blowing in the wind, like a paper bag. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I guess, well, we're talking about football. Might as well. Mentioned we uh we are playing. I know there's some buddies that listen in Battleford. There, uh, guys I played football with, guys I, I think even a couple of them still coach in Battleford. Big win we played Battleford this last week. Oh man, we had a we had a pretty good ball game. So Armin was coaching. Usually I'm in the booth. Armin is in the booth <laughs> for me. I had master's courses like my uh, my graduate studies this past weekend. So I'm sitting at home at my desk while my football team's playing, and like oh man, I'm just itching. I want to be there. But uh, one of our teachers started live streaming our games on YouTube. So they sit up in the booth and they actually video them. So I'm sitting here, much the same as I'm recording right now. I'm watching the football game on my phone and I'm kind of participating in my graduate studies on the on the computer. And I just finished doing some like presenting in one of our things. It was like a, a chapter review or whatever. So I finished talking and, and, and our, how our Zoom thing works is like you kind of pop up when you talk and the next person goes. So I just finished talking about the chapter and my quarterback finally threw his very first uh, touchdown of the season. And I'm sitting here like, like selling hard watching my phone. <laughs> my prof goes like, yeah, Jordan, y'all right there. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we're good. Like moving along. <laughs> like, I'm selling on camera. Oh man, it was bizarre. So unfortunately I had to watch that one on the, on the phone, but it was uh, at least got a participant watch is no different than watching from the booth. Other than the fact I was sitting on, sitting and drinking tea on, in my house and not cold <laughs> at the field. So yeah, a little bit warmer where you were watching, but man, that was Might have the best seat of the host. Oh yeah, that's why. Well, it was the same as I had in the booth, but it just it was a good game though, man. Honestly, that was probably one of the best football games I've watched. Like it was, it was thrilling. Like we played, we played incredibly good. Battleford has has one of like the better football teams in the province. They've been 
an outstanding football program for a long time, provincial champions. I think it was in 2015, 2016. I'm trying to remember what year that was. Uh, so pretty, pretty good football program. So for us to beat them this, this uh, past week was a, uh, was a huge week for us. So rolling into our last week of regular season and then the playoffs next week. So football season's coming and going pretty quick. So anyways, off of the high school football and back to the, uh, back to the football that we, uh, we probably know and understand a little bit more the fantasy football. So uh, we are uh, into week six recap, like I mentioned in our week seven uh, preparation. So uh, recapping, we'll start with our insiders and headliners. So this one, it was an interesting one uh, because it happened after he played and it doesn't happen too often. So Zach Ertz played on Thursday night and then following his game Thursday, Friday morning, uh, he gets traded to Arizona for a 2022 fifth round pick and cornerback Tay Gowan. So uh, Zach Ertz is on the move to Arizona and this has a couple fantasy implications. I think um, the first one is obviously Zach Ertz being in Arizona. I think we talked about this uh, in the off season. I think if I remember correctly, we try to put our bets on where Zach Ertz was going to end up if he ended up getting traded, but uh, obviously Zach Ertz being in Arizona is a new situation for him. Um, we saw what happened with uh, William Max Williams there before he got hurt was that was a nice little position for a tight end there. And uh, so maybe that's a little benefit for, for Zach Ertz. But I think one thing to look at too is uh, it's actually Zach Ertz leaving and opening up Dallas Goddard. So Dallas Goddard, uh, maybe, uh, maybe tell me a little bit about what you think his belly is going to look like here, Armand. Well, it will bring up Dallas Goddard's uh, value, a decent chunk here for sure. And um, I mean, he's, gonna see more targets obviously but uh combined together it wasn't like Ertz and Goddard were putting up huge points as a tandem so um he'll his value will rise but don't expect to to break break open a cheat code or something by suddenly having the only guy in Philly um but uh Goddard as a as a talent is he's a great talent and and he will perform well so um, he'll, he'll shoot up the, the boards a bit, but yeah, like I said, don't expect him to be like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. All of a sudden it's going to be more like, uh, what's a good example like here. Noah Fant or maybe, well, I shouldn't say like yeah. a Noah Fant or Gusecki cause they have both had pretty good weeks, but it's, yeah. there's just not a lot going on. Oh, digs another touchdown. My goodness. Was that a nice catch? Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, it's, but the thing, like you look at Philly, there's not a lot of weapons there right now. So. I mean, to have a good target share there, we saw what happened with Hurts. He didn't look very good. But Dallas Goddard didn't uh, Dallas Goddard didn't play because he had COVID, so we didn't get to see what happened. And Ertz had himself not a bad little week when he was by himself. So I'm getting interested to watch that one. And the tight end position is pretty scarce. You can definitely do a lot worse <laughs> than Dallas Goddard. That's for that's sure. That's true, yeah. Um, this one hurts the feelings a little bit. This one I'm not super pumped to mention. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I own him in a, quite a few dynasty leagues. And I uh, was getting excited for having him come back. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, ready to go. Uh, and then Thursday did not practice. So that's usually not a good sign that there's some sort of setback. The reports were, no, there's no setback. He should be good to go. And then I think it was Friday afternoon, Christian McCaffrey was placed on the injured reserve list. So um, not awesome. Uh, if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, especially in redraft here, uh, you're going to be missing him for at least another two weeks uh, following this week. And that's if he comes back at his earliest convenience. So Christian McCaffrey, this one sucks. Obviously, if you have the Chuba Hubbard uh, handcuffed, the Canadian there, then you're then you're laughing. You got to keep riding that horse out for a couple more weeks. But if you're the Christian McCaffrey owner, this one sucks a little bit. Um, 
couple more, a uh, couple, well, this one's kind of was just a cleanup, I guess, but it was well expected. Russell Wilson being placed on the injured reserve list. Um, that one was expected, but the one that wasn't really expected was Chris Carson. And he got placed on injured reserve at the same time. Um, we kind of talked about maybe the potential of that happening, uh, getting put on the shelf. Now I think it's buying into Zach's um, take a little bit of the last week where it was guys are going to get put on the shelf a little bit. They're not going to look great. And maybe this might be the end of the Russell Wilson era in, uh, in Seattle. But I mean, <laughs> after watching Geno Smith last night, I think that, I think they might be changing their mind. They might want to be holding on to Russell Wilson <laughs> as long as he possibly can. Cause yikes, that was not awesome to watch. Um, another quarterback to mention Dak Prescott, uh, calf injury and overtime there. The reports are saying he should be good to go, but, uh, uh, it's definitely something to monitor. Are you uh, are you mon- are you going to be downgrading anybody on that uh, Dallas offense sack if uh, if if Prescott is a little bit nicked up again with the uh, calf injury? Yes and no. Um, if Prescott is if he's on the field if he's playing, then I think we're just par for the course. Uh, just go ahead and keep rolling him out there. But if he's forced to miss time and was it Cooper Rush? Is QB two there maybe <laughs> Ben Denucci? I don't know. Um, it's one of those fellas. Uh, God bless him, but I'll I'll probably rest or sit uh, CD Lamb or whoever else I have. Yeah, he's hot um, off of two big weeks too. Yeah, but as long as Prescott's in there, let's just keep it rolling. Uh, another quarterback here, Baker Mayfield. Uh, he went into the nice blue tent, got himself a a little booster pack there uh, off of a shoulder injury. I uh, went back in the game and he, basically the, the quote was, yeah, it hurts like a bitch, but I'm going to battle through it essentially is what Baker Mayfield said. Um, so it's, it's non throwing arm, but he's obviously dealing with quite a bit of discomfort. Um, <laughs> and obviously he had a bit of a hard time there. That man, that team just can't stay healthy. OBJ, OBJ went into the tent. I ended up coming back in the second half. Uh, but the bigger, bigger one, well, I guess, uh, to mention that Chubb didn't play due to his injuries and then Kareem Hunt was looking like he was going to have himself a nice little day and then went down to a non-contact injury grabbing the calf which usually signifies the uh, Achilles injury um, I guess we were talking about this a couple buddies the other day too was that if it was Achilles then you're looking at potentially like a like a career ender at that point at 26 27 years old but looks like it's not an Achilles injury but it is a calf injury and he is looking to probably miss several weeks and, and very expected to go on the IR. Uh, maybe we'll talk to Armin about this one because he's a big advocate for that backfield. But Chubb looking like he's missing time. He's not guaranteed to start this week. Now we got uh, Hunt injured. We got the, the, the passing offense. Jarvis Landry's injured. OBJ's nicked up. Uh, Baker Mayfield's injured. This was a team that was looking like a favorite for the Super Bowl. But right now they, they're looking like a team that might not be able to the roster and offense. Uh, what are you, what are you thinking about the uh, Cleveland Browns moving forward? Well, um, Mayfield, it does hurt a bit, but their, their backup is Keenan, Keenan, right? Keenan. Yeah, Case Keenum, yeah. yeah. Case Keenan. So um, like he's obviously not Mayfield, but he's proven in the past to be productive in, in a spot start role. Right. And, and he was, yeah, he was the Minnesota miracle and uh, Diggs won uh, that one wild card game right for Minnesota so he he can he can be serviceable and um, that old line the reason why both Hunt and Chubb are able to put up so much fantasy points in the same backfield together is 
that old line is is super good and I haven't heard any anything about any injuries within that old line so you can expect whoever it is coming in to run the ball they're obviously not as good as Chubb and Hunt because in my mind I think Chubb is right up there with Derrick Henry as one of the best pure running backs in the league and then Hunt is just a good all-purpose running back Um, but they're going to be able to get points so pick up that guy he's going to get you some points and I believe it is uh, his last name's Johnson right yeah, Dernis, Dernis Johnson. Yeah, Dernis Johnson. He had so, some uh, meaningful snaps last year on fantasy rosters too when Cleveland was battling for their injuries when Chubb was on the long-term IR. And and then uh, Hunt, I believe, was it missed some time or I can't yeah. remember how it all worked out. But Dernis Johnson found him on some rosters last year. So look, he looking like he might be a waiver wire darling this upcoming waiver wire as well. Yeah, especially if Chubb stays off off for this week but they might accelerate Chubb knowing that uh, Hunt Hunt is gone but um, and then in the receiving core uh, Jonathan Peoples-Jones I I think he's a great athlete and he's a pretty good receiver um, he's serviceable in a pinch here and and I'm thinking he's gonna maybe break out finally here because he's only a second year wide out and then they got Schwartz who can do some gadget plays and stuff. So those are some of the guys you should look at in that, that Cleveland offense to kind of maybe get a waiver wire or free pickup here in the next week and get you some good spot starts while guys are injured. Yeah. Those are some interesting names to throw on. I know we're talking insiders and headliners and doing some injuries, but that's those are some interesting names to talk about because this bye week is probably the worst bye week you have all season, especially oh, looking, it's at, awful. looking at the teams that are on bye week and looking at like, this the amount of teams and the actual like offensive weapon type teams that are on bye week it's gonna be hard to find guys to to plop into your roster so i guess if you're in a pinch those are some names that especially with the injuries that they're looking at that you might be able to pick up for zero dollars or or after waivers have gone through and 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 kind of cross your fingers and hope up for a prayer but then some of those uh some of those waiver wires people have there they're pretty scarce to begin with so uh wrapping this up here uh, some players that you maybe could have hoped for moving until we talk about this bye week hell, uh, but uh, got a little nicked up as well. T.Y. Hilton uh, came back finally from his injury, destroyed Houston. Well, what was looking like he was going to destroy Houston again. The guy, like, if you look at his last, I think it's like seven starts against Houston. He's put up like career numbers every single time. I don't, I don't quite get it, but T.Y. Hilton got re-injured in that game. Uh, so he left. Uh, his fellow receiver as well, Paris Campbell, uh, left with a foot injury after he had a deep touchdown pass. Later on, he left the game and is now being quoted as a significant foot injury. So he is going to be expected to miss quite some time as well. Uh, a few other injuries to go over here quickly. Uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, <laughs> kind of tricking everybody, had himself a big week, uh, came back out, looked like he was going to have another significant week and then went out early with an ankle injury. So if you started Kadarius Tony, then a little bit of an unfortunate situation for you there as well. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, with his shin. So he left the game hurt again with his uh, uh, with his shin injury. And then this one is a little bit of lesser name, but Alex Collins had himself a decent little uh, uh, decent little evening last night in the Sunday night game. Uh, I think he had over 100 all-purpose yards, but he did not return uh, middle in the fourth and in overtime. Uh, so his next upcoming week is in question. So that Seattle backfield has just been coming a, a revolving door at this point. So some of those Seattle backs might be interesting in uh, in a pinch if you need uh, down the line here in this last uh, in the I think through the Monday night or this upcoming week. So 
Uh, so definitely some names to definitely some names to monitor as we're going through, but um, that'll do it for the insiders and headliners of this week. Uh, we'll hopefully, uh, hopefully be able to figure this out, but uh, we will, uh, we'll move on to our weekly recap. Uh, so studs and duds this week. Uh, we'll start off Armin. Maybe you want to start off with your stud of the week. All right. My stud of the week. I already mentioned him. And after um, all that's happened in Cleveland, Donovan Peoples-Jones was able to put up 25.1 half PPR points this week. He was, was awesome in, uh, in converting his opportunities. He had over 100 yards, I think 101 yards and two touchdowns. So um, if, if you're looking for someone, maybe that's his breakout. Maybe he's uh, finally come to. Right on. Uh, going in, we'll go to Zach here. Zach, your uh, your stud of the week this past week. My stud of the week was C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb had, let's see here, just to be certain, uh, 31.6 fantasy points in PPR settings uh, off of nine receptions for 149 yards and two TDs. Um, the two things of note, though, where his 22% target share on the week, uh, as well as the walk-off game-winning touchdown in overtime over uh, Jay, er, Jalen Mills. Um, that was definitely a, uh, a sore spot for me on Sunday, uh, seeing him have a great week, but the, uh, the rosters I had him on were definitely happy to have him. Uh, fellas, I got to go. My charger, or my computer is... And... <laughs> <laughs> As he was saying, I gotta go. We, he literally had to go out the door. Yeah. Uh, Zach was side texting us. He's like, "Yeah, my computer's dying," and I realized I left my charger at uh, at work. So unfortunately, we uh, we've lost Zach for the episode here. But we have his Cole Notes version, so we'll be able to add him in for all of his stuff there too. So um, I'll uh, I'll hit off my stud of the week, and uh, this one is two weeks in a row now, um, and it is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, running back from the Indianapolis Colts. So this week he put up 28.3 fantasy points in half point PPR scoring. Uh, he had 14 attempts with 145 rushing yards and two scores. Uh, but one thing I've been monitoring quite a bit in this past week, he didn't uh, as much. I think he had one, one reception for I think 18 yards or something like that. But the past week, he, his, uh, his passing work was going up a little bit. So that's something to definitely monitor because uh, with, with a running back like Naeem Hines, your passing work is a little bit capped. Uh, but right now, Jonathan Taylor is taking advantage of his opportunities with two massive weeks back to back. So um, he was a high drafted player last year. Uh, once again, this year, he's looking in most most drafts. He was in the later first, mid to late first. Sometimes maybe you could sneak him in the early second. Uh, he's starting to pay off some of that draft capital. So those uh, fantasy players that were panicking off the start, we can take a sigh of relief as Jonathan Taylor is starting to produce for our rosters. Um. Uh, Armin, your uh, your dud of the week. All right, my dud of the week. He didn't have like an extremely awful fantasy week, like you would have wanted more from him, but you weren't too pissed off about how he did. But what would have been maddening is if you were watching the game and you saw how many drops Robbie Anderson had. You see all those drops, especially if you're in PPR he probably dropped a touchdown worth of passes, eh? 
Jordan, what would you say? Well, yeah, between him and uh, DJ Moore, I believe there was 10 drops in that game. Yeah, so it was, like... it was yeah, I, can't, I think it was ten, it might have been nine. I can't remember, but there was a significant amount of drops between those two receivers. Yeah, so full PPR, like you lose that much, like five points from from a receiver like that. That's gotta hurt. Like that's the difference between winning and losing. And just to see him doing that all game long would have just been maddening. And that's why I gotta give him the dud of the week, because he had the opportunity to produce a big. And he did not capitalize at all. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I was watching that one. I'm sure you're watching quite a bit of it too, as a as a Vikings fan. But man, that was a tough game to watch, especially as uh, as I was cheering on Carolina. I wanted them to tie it up there, and they're marching. <laughs> the field, and all of a sudden, be a first down catch, note dropped. Second down catch, note dropped. Third down, get about three yards, and then fourth down, he's got to try and get nine yards or whatever it was because there's a penalty in the first. Like It was maddening. I think they had completed three-fourth downs marching the field on that last drive. Like It was it was, it was was insane, but yeah, lots, yeah. Of, lots of drops, so I can only imagine how frustrating that night have been not only for those players, but for Sam Darno as well. Um, Zach's dud of the week is Mike Williams. Uh, he had he's this is the Mike Williams effect he's either gonna have a huge week or he's gonna completely just be irrelevant that's kind of been Mike Williams MO for the last how many fantasy seasons but Mike Williams finishing with 3.7 points uh on two receptions for 27 yards uh so a poor week from Mike Williams if you've been relying on him as your wide receiver one uh and my my dud of the week oh sorry you're saying something Herman I was just saying, yeah, I have been relying on him. <laughs> I'm sure you lost that week, no? Oh, yeah, I've lost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dud of the week, this one is really disappointing because uh, with the news that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be out for the year, uh, I expected some an uptick for this player's production, I maybe getting a few more targets, a few more receptions, uh, and that was not the case for Chase Claypool, uh, wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, finishing with 2.7 points and two receptions on 17 yards. It's not going to get it done. He's a young budding star, obviously big fan favor on the show here as a Canadian uh, and a highly talented Canadian at that. But uh, my goodness, that's that was tough to see. And that was a tough game to watch, to be honest, between uh, Pittsburgh and, and Seattle on that Sunday nighter. It was, uh, we've been, we've been spoiled with some of our, our uh, showcase games, I'll call them, or primetime games, but uh, that definitely was not one of them. It was, <laughs> it was kind of gross. But right now we're getting treated with a pretty good Monday night. It just went into halftime, and but uh, hopefully we can wrap this up so we can catch the fourth quarter. But hey, that's nice thing about we'll being able to watch it while we're going through it. You know, you know, with with Claypool, him and Big Ben just look like they're not in sync right now. No. Like watching that game, like there is a few times he targeted him, and Ben just threw it where Claypool was not going or Claypool didn't go where he's supposed to. I don't know, but it just, they, they don't look in sync at all. Whereas Deontay Johnson and, and big Ben, they look in sync. Well, and, and Najee Harris too, man. Najee's oh, been yeah. a target beast. Yeah. You know, he is quietly having a great season. Yep. He hasn't put up like huge fantasy points yet, but I, I own him in a few leagues and I looked back at like what is weekly, production is and besides week one i think he's put up 20 low 20s every week i think he's not bad at all i think he's like running back five or running back six on the year yeah like it's he's putting up numbers yeah um 
so, so while we're talking about uh, Najee Harris, so he was in our honorable mention for big games, but some other guys that had some big games, um, Leonard Fournette on the Thursday nighter had a monster game. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else in that game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he had a really good fantasy production, but I also put him down here in the garbage games too because <laughs> fantasy was unreal, but in real life, man, did he stink. Like that was that yeah. was not a great performance by any means. Like I think it really solidified me that um, that they are going to be in the market for a quarterback here, whether they trade those draft picks for a quarterback or they use them to draft a quarterback or what it may happen here. But yeah, they, uh, I don't think Jalen hurts is the answer. So if you're, so I'm, I'm putting my flag down here a little bit. If you have him in dynasty, I'd be maybe looking to reap the rewards of him right now. Cause he's put up some pretty good fantasy numbers, but you got to pass the eyeball test and he is not passing the eyeball test. Like to be a good dynasty quarterback, you obviously got to stick around. You got to like, we love him for fantasy, yeah, for the NFL, the NFL don't love him. Like Philly's not going to love him. He's not winning you football games. He doesn't look good. So, um, in redraft, you can keep riding the hot hand. I would say, but in dynasty, I'd be looking to cash out and trying maybe get uh, get uh, a good percentage or at least a couple draft picks or some good players back in return because he's he ain't looking he ain't looking like the superstar that a lot of people thought he might be. So, yeah, you know what uh, a good good telling sign is for that is every time I went to the Philly game, the announcers were roasting Hurts the whole time. So that kind of tells you where yeah, he's, he's at. Who's that bad? Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll finish up with the good guys, and then we'll go to the rest of the bad guys here. Uh, Mike Gusecki had himself a really good week in that early early game there in, in London. Uh, same with Jalen Waddle. He had himself a really good win. He had 14 targets or something like that, or 14 receptions. Maybe. It was something ridiculous. Yeah. He, had a, he had a big week. Uh, same with Marvin Jones in that early game. He had himself a good week as well. Uh, a couple, another good week for Cooper Cup. Uh, I traded him in a dynasty league in the offseason here. Uh, I traded him and Leonard Fournette with another package for, I think it was a big, it was a big trade. I got Jonathan Taylor in a first, so I'm still happy with JT. But looking back now, it's like I gave away Leonard Fournette, who's looking back like Leonard Fournette, and <laughs> Cooper Cup, who is landslides wide receiver one on the season right now and it's oh man it's i was actually to my brother-in-law too so like we were sitting down having family dinner the other day and i was like oh yeah you're welcome because he's lighting up the league right now and i look like an idiot but that's how fantasy goes sometimes uh other big names adam thielen had himself a good week and a couple daryl's daryl henderson and daryl williams both had themselves a, a nice little week as well some some poor performances uh miles gaskins um just <laughs> had a pretty rough week tyler lockett t higgins dk metcalf chase claypool mike evans hollywood brown uh, among some other big names had a pretty big down week so um some some big names on that list that's uh hope you're hoping to look uh maybe bounce back here in this upcoming upcoming week um so <laughs> i'm gonna i the one i wanted to mention there was um uh where'd it go sorry i went down too far um claypool so armin i know you're uh you're a claypool owner are you looking to maybe uh sell high on him right now on namesake value or in dynasty are you gonna are you gonna hold on to him and and hope that uh pittsburgh doesn't pick up another free agent or they get a new quarterback or is a new quarterback gonna be good for him he's just a guy i'm interested in talking about a little bit now that we're missing zach for the episodes we'll have a little bit of uh spare air time um you know i I don't think it's it's sell yet. I think he his value is still going to rise up further 
than it is right now. Um, Big Ben, he's not doing great. So I can't imagine whoever comes in to replace him being that much worse. And eventually it's going to get better. Um, so I would say hold on to him, get get some more value out of him yet. Uh, I think for this year right now, he's he's not a guy you're going to be selling to a contender. They're going to look at what's been going on and say, nah, I'm not interested, right? And buy so, low kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, I think his value is honestly lower than it was at the end of last season. So hold, hold on and just stay the course for sure right now. I think and you look at his talent, like, whew. Be interesting to see if Aaron Rodgers ends up there next year. <laughs> and that 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 uh, value is going to skyrocket. Oh, man, I wouldn't mind that. Rodgers and Najee, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju. Ooh, that would be a dangerous offense. They would definitely need to fix their offensive line a bit. Um, but Rodgers can definitely uh, avoid a little bit better than Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking of Rodgers, did you see him getting hyped up and chirping oh, the the bears? I own you. <laughs> I own you. It was unbelievable. Oh. And they're asking me. He's like, "Yeah, I, I think I blacked out or something like that." It was like <laughs> unbelievable. You knew what you were saying. I own you. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of own you, you know what I own? A really nice Limitless Gear sweater. Me and me and Armin have jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, we're big time Limitless Gear supporters now. Uh, yeah. I'm wearing the hat constantly. The hoodie is nice, and comfy. Uh, Armin's got himself the hoodie, the flannel. He even hooked his uh, hooked his family up with some some gear. His wife's wearing the flannel now too. Uh, the Limitless Gear, especially we mentioned it's this, I mean, this weather's getting cold out there. Um, I actually went this Saturday. I, uh, I don't have any refing, no football, no lacrosse, no nothing. So I'm going to be sitting around a campfire and, uh, it's, it is getting chilly out there, even though the fire is going to do a nice little job, but you still got to dress warm. So I'll be wearing my limitless gear hoodie and enjoying, uh, hopefully enjoying some more Northern lights and some clear skies. Like we've been getting treated this last little bit. It's been quite nice, but uh, limitless gear, a brand about bettering yourself and believing that possibilities are endless. If you set your mind to it, limitless gear find themselves down on central Avenue in Prince Albert or shop online at limitlessgear.com. So um, that's uh, like I mentioned, limitless gear. That's uh, some good quality stuff. Uh, they just restocked on some gift cards. Uh, so they, he's like, yeah, Christmas season coming around the corner. I'm making sure I'm not running out of gift cards this year. So uh, if you're, if you're hurting for ideas for, for some family, well, maybe don't know their size or something of that sort you can get themselves a gift card and they can pick out their own style themselves. Um, Canadian player profile this week. Uh, last week we had, uh, we had Tave or who would we have? Where to go? Let me, let me scroll down. Tavon Campbell. Yeah. Tavon Campbell. There it is. Thank you. I just scroll, scroll too past, uh, from the Los Angeles chargers and the buy sell was that the, uh, Baltimore offense and Lamar Jackson, were they going to be able to pass for, 270 yards uh they're averaging 269 so hoping to get more than that um and it, <laughs> yeah they weren't even close uh, Lamar <laughs> Jackson if you watch that football game it was a gross football game that was a uh, gross one holy Ooh, Tyler Bass there we go there's some points for your arm and five points <laughs> five point well, two I don't think it'll be enough but you never know there you go small miracles Anyways, coming back here, our, our, uh, our player profile last week, uh, Lamar Jackson passed for 167 yards only and had two interceptions. 
So unfortunately, it didn't even come close. It was not quite the competition that we anticipated. Uh, it was more of a defensive battle and a little bit of a struggle between both teams. But Zach and Armin bought and I sold. So I am now extending my lead to four. Uh, Armin has two and Zach is still sitting at one. And unfortunately, Zach, not here this week. <laughs> Should be almost texting him and saying, hey, what are you, uh, what are you doing here, buying or selling? Um, but we'll um, actually, hey, text him real quick. Text him real All quick. Right. If he responds before we finish this one, we'll, we'll, we'll pipe up and we'll see what Zach's is because he's falling behind here and there's not too many weeks remaining. I think we're, we're almost at the halfway point of the fantasy season. So um, anyways, so I, I'm leading four, two to one. Uh, so that we'll introduce our week seven Canadian player profile, which is uh, Alaric Jackson, offensive lineman from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so Alaric Jackson was born in Windsor, Ontario, July 14th, 1998. Um, he is currently six foot seven and 285 pounds. Uh, in his high school years, he attended the Renaissance High School uh, in Windsor, where he played basketball predominantly. Uh, and actually didn't start playing the game of football until his junior year of high school. Following his uh, high school career, he attended and played college football in Iowa, uh, turning down some pretty big name offers to attend Iowa instead. Um, following his college career, he ended up signing as a free agent to the Los Angeles Rams in May of 2021. Uh, and he was also drafted in the CFL, uh, by the BC Lions in the second round, pick number 15. So this Canadian player profile, uh, Alaric Jackson, offensive lineman for the Rams. As well as an offensive lineman, who are you protecting? That is the quarterback. So this week, we're going to be focusing on Matthew Stafford uh, in his quote-unquote revenge game uh, against the Detroit Lions. Uh, so this week, we're going to be buying or selling uh, will Matthew Stafford beat his season high of 28.5 fantasy points in his revenge game against the Detroit Lions? Uh, we'll start with you, Armin. Are you going to buy or are you going to sell? So I guess you well, have to get 28.6, I guess, is what you would have to get. All right. Well, of course you shoehorned in your Detroit Lions here somehow because I hadn't heard them mentioned at all until this point. Um, yeah, Got to bring them up at some point, eh? Yeah. I'm going to sell. Is that opposite of you, Jordan? Because I want to try and make up some room here. I, no comment. No comment. Uh, I'm going to sell this one. Um, not saying that Stafford's not going to have a good game. I'm just saying the Rams are just way more superior than the Lions right now, although the Lions have been trying to hang out with some pretty good teams. Um, but I, I think the the way the game is going to be ending up manage, being managed near the end, um, is not going to give Stafford the opportunity to get up to that 28 points. Um, so, yeah. So you, you are selling. Yeah. See, I was concerned. I'm looking so, here first folks. So Matthew Stafford, 28.52 points, uh, was his career week against or not career week, but his uh, the number one week on the season, uh, was against Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week three. Uh, he completed 27 of 38 attempts. He threw for 343, and he threw for four touchdowns. Um, so essentially, is he going to beat that 343 and four? Like this past week, he threw for four touchdowns, had himself a good week, but only threw for 251, and he had one interception. So he finished with 21.24 points. A um, little part of me thinks, 
I wanted to buy this just because I think, uh, I think Stafford, well, he's capable of it, but at the end of the day, I don't think he's the type of a guy like it was, it's not a revenge game. You know, he wasn't cut. He wasn't released. He wasn't traded and said that we can't get it done without, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of bad blood between the two of them. So I don't think it's him going to go out there and say, look, I'm going to absolutely dump on you and, and show you that like how good of a quarterback I am. Like, I don't think there's that bad blood, you know, like if, if Rogers leaves green Bay and comes back and plays against green Bay, he's going to throw for seven touchdowns. Like that's just going to happen, <laughs> you know, I, and I don't see that happening for Stafford. I don't see him saying, Hey, guess what? McVay I'm throwing, I'm throwing for six tonight. Like you, you can just let me play call like that ain't happening. So I think I'm going to sell as well, especially looking at, I know, I know, sorry, arm, you can change your mind if you want, I guess, but the three forty three and four, like that's tough to tough to replicate. Um, especially with looking how good uh, Daryl Henderson has been like, it's going to be hard to trade for him. Uh, and I'm trying to still trade for him. I'm still choked. I didn't get him in our dynasty league as, as a first rounder. And I was being stingy. I offered him that. And then somebody else offered just a better first round pick. And then he asked me for a first and second. I said, no, uh, I'm, I'm quite regretting that. Cause Daryl Henderson looks really, really good in that offense. Um, so if you're in a redraft, I would even overpay for Daryl right now. Cause of how thin some rosters are with, uh, with running backs and, and trying to find a running back, I think I would be paying for him. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to sell as well. I'll give you an opportunity, Armin, if you want to uh, change your mind, just to be contrarian of me, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to sell here. No, I'll stay where I'm at. Any, uh, any word from Zach? No, nothing yet. We could just give him the buy. <laughs> yeah. well, that's two buys in a row. Or, uh, or I thought you saying by week, like passing. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Give him buy it, buy it so that it can catch up. If at least to me, <laughs> I guess we could, I'll put it on our Instagram. Sorry. So that way it's uh, legit. We'll let him decide. No influence. <laughs> we'll let him actually pick. Oh my goodness. Derek Henry. Micah Hyde. Okay. Micah Hyde was standing still and Derek Henry was coming with a full head of steam. Oh my God. Are you still five seconds behind me? Yeah. Yeah. Just watch this run. This is ridiculous. All right. I would pay a lot of money. I'd pay a lot of money to not be Micah Hyde in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Another. Oh my God. That, no, that might be. Oh, I wait. No, it didn't show that. It showed his uh, 72 yard run again. Oh, yeah. So you're a little bit behind me. Just let me know when you see that run because my God, that's might be the scariest thing I've ever seen. All Uh, right. So that'll conclude our Canadian player profile of the week. Stay tuned next week when we, uh, when we, specialize on another Canadian player profile uh, for week number eight. So uh, we'll continue on our weekly preview here with our starts of the week. But first of all, we're going to recap last week's production. So Armin's full stream ahead was Teddy Bridgewater, who had himself a not bad little week. Um, Not great by any means. Uh, A lot of this was done in garbage time. If you actually watch the football game at all, (laughs) ended up putting up 18.3 points. Um, didn't sink your week by any means for a streaming quarterback, but definitely didn't help you uh, to become victorious by any means. But it definitely could have been a lot worse because it was getting ugly for a while there. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna really stick by this one and say it was a win for me because um, not a lot of QBs actually had great weeks last no, week. So his 18 points was actually a little bit above average, I think, last or this week. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think there was quite a few that were not very good. So um, recapping, I guess we don't have to go over Zach's, I guess, because he's not not here to defend them. So <laughs> um, 
we'll uh, we'll start with yours, Armin. Khalil Herbert, uh, you got eighteen point two points. Uh, oh yeah, was, yeah, it was uh, man, oh man. The, and this was prior to us finding out that uh, was it uh, Damian Williams? He ended up uh, having to sit out due to COVID exposure. So this was yeah. even before then. So you called your shot well before that. And man, did uh, did Herbert put up in a big way? Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Um, I played him, I own him, and uh, I only ended up getting him off the waivers in one week or in one league. But I I played him, I used him as soon as I saw Williams was out with COVID. I was like, oh yeah, gotta gotta start him, gotta follow my gut here, because um, it was between him and Damian Harris for me, and either or ended up would have been a good pick anyways, but. I picked him up in a couple of redrafts and I even got him in a dynasty league. He was sitting on waivers or post waivers in a dynasty league. I was like, yeah, well, I'm going in on him, picking him up. And I didn't start him in any of my leagues. And man, oh man, that was a mistake. But man, I, I uh, didn't even think that he would be available in the league you got him in. Otherwise, yeah. I would have picked him up. But I, I just, I thought he was drafted. I thought someone drafted him and then well, yeah, he was so, gone. So, so did I. He might have been dropped, honestly, because I remember, like, I remember saying last week on the episode was like, hey, go check your dynasty links because if he's available, pick him up. So I yeah. did that. I said, take my own advice, went and looked. And I was like, <laughs> like, just expect the same thing as you. Like, he's not there. And then I saw, I was like, oh my God, he's available. So I was like, yeah, I'm spending up. Like, I'm paying a lot soon because you never know. Like, sometimes those late round running backs find their way to actually being fantasy fantasy studs and man he actually he had himself a pretty good week so um my start of the week was joe mixon and this was incredibly frustrating to watch because it was against my detroit lions <laughs> and then also incredibly frustrating because chris evans the backup or running back for uh for cincinnati had like a 50 yard reception td so i'm watching yeah. this and i'm thinking dear god like my start of the week mixon like that could have been an easy touchdown for him like but he still had himself a good week. He had 21.8 points uh, on the ground. He had 18 for 94. Uh, and in the air, he had five for 59 and one score. So got it done on the ground, got it done in the air, and still got 21.8 points. So I was being, I was being greedy by wanting all those points for Chris Evans as well, too. But, uh, but Joel Mixon had himself a pretty good week as well, too. So uh, your sit of the week, Devin Singletary. Well, we're still waiting to find that out as we're recording on the Monday and watching the game right now. As it stands, I think the most recent we saw was he was sitting at, what, six points? But uh, we're just yeah. starting the second half here, so we'll uh, we'll have to keep you updated with that as we're going through. And mine was Miles Sanders versus Tampa Bay. Uh, he was nine for 56 on the ground. He had one pretty good run. I think uh, other than that, he was pretty uh, pretty isolated. He had two, two receptions for 10 yards for 7.6 points. So Miles Sanders um, – Definitely didn't win you a week, didn't lose you a week, but it wasn't a very good start for Miles Sanders. They, they need to use him more, like, holy. Yeah. Well, like, his utilization went down mm -hmm. even more than last year. Like, people are thinking, like, it can't get worse. Well, it is. It's getting, it's getting worse. Yeah. If uh, he, we, me, and my, me and my buddy, we, have, uh, we own him in a league that we uh, co-own, like a, a big dynasty league, and we sold him – last year it was miles sanders and i can't remember who else we gave up but it was just miles sanders period i'm trying to remember off the top of my head but i can't remember anyways we ended up getting uh hawkinson and something else for sanders and it was like all right we'll see how this is goes this is a coin flip and then hawkinson kind of turned it on and sanders is going the other <laughs> way so one of those ones that kind of worked out for us but um this week armin you're full stream ahead let's let's hear it all right. I think I've gone to him before. I'm going back to Jameis Winston this week for my full stream ahead. 
he's rostered in less than 50% of leagues on sleeper yet. Um, so he, it's a toy cost and whether or not he's there, but he's against Seattle and um, the way Seattle's going right now, I think that's a pretty safe uh, bet to, to stream the quarterback playing them. And when it's Winston, who can be extremely explosive at times, I think this is just a, a good powder keg of uh, or combination for, for Winston to go off here finally or again. Yeah, he's uh, he's such a hot and cold guy, and there's no way of predicting which games are going to be unreal. Like It's just like you just hope for the best, and, and this one is one of those ones where it's set up for success, So especially coming off the bye week. And, yeah. uh, and this could be the first time we, uh, we see Michael Thomas come back too. So could be off a bye week with, uh, with his big weapon coming back, get a little bit of uh, chemistry going. It could be a recipe for success. So um, your start of the week. Well, I guess we can go. I'll list off. Uh, I'll list off Zach's first. How about that? All right. Hey, so Zach's start of the good. week. He's going with JD McKissick versus Green Bay. Uh, and then his set of the week is uh, all of the, all of the Cleveland Browns. So, <laughs> so I think, oh, Derrick Henry touchdown, the shocker. Um, so um, maybe contrarian a little bit to some of the advice, but if you're uh, if you're thin, you might want to find some of those guys because you might be able to find a little magic. But it's his argument was that's going to be hard to to pinpoint which guy it is, especially in a uh, not a lackluster group, I guess. So uh, your your start of the week. Let's hear it, Armin. Well, first off, I'm going to disagree with Zach a little bit. I'm going to say uh, go after Peoples Jones and Dernis Johnson. Yeah. A- anyways, my start of the week is uh, uh, poor Zach, not even here to defend himself yeah. on that. Just cheap shots here. Well, uh, <laughs> I, but you know what? I did this start of the week uh, thinking I might get some uh, input from Zach here because I picked a Patriot. I picked Damian Harris. It's a, it's a it could be a trap game against the New York Jets, but you know they don't have a great run defense. Um, Patriots do like to move the ball slowly and methodically down the field, but they should still be in in a running game script all game long here against the Jets. And um, last week Harris put up good points. He he's looking like he might finally be the back that everyone thought he was. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But. Uh, um, they seem to trust him, even though he, he's fumbled twice this year. They're, they're saying, you know what, we're going to keep giving you the ball. Um, Stevenson was involved a little bit more this time. He's out of the doghouse or this last week. But Harris was still the guy getting the majority of the touches, the majority of the work in, in that uh, Patriots backfield from, from my perspective. Now, I don't follow a bunch of Patriots insiders on, on Twitter, so that's why I was hoping to get Zach's input. But I guess we'll just have to wait another day for that. That uh, oh Zach just said he's selling. <laughs> three sells, three sells. Um, and man, I talking about that Ramonji Stevenson. He got a little bit of receiving work too, so that's definitely something to monitor a little bit too. Because that James White uh, position was always valuable for for a for a sneaky play, you know. So if yeah. he's gonna be filling into that role, we talked about that I think two weeks ago, and that's uh might be worthwhile of a waiver wire pickup if he's still sitting there too. So. Uh, my start of the week, I'm going with Michael Pittman, uh, receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. They're playing the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so they're relying heavily right now on Jonathan Taylor, which I'm loving by by all, all stretches of the imagination here. Uh, but they're playing San Francisco, which is a tough matchup. So they're going to have to air the ball out a little bit. Um, they didn't have to pass much in their last game against Houston. So don't look too far uh, down those statistics. But 
what you're going to look at is you're going to look at a very muddy receiving room. Uh, but right now we're finding a lot of clarity because uh, because of injuries. T.Y. Hilton is back uh, and then was hurt immediately after. So he is gone. Uh, and you're also looking at uh, uh, another receiver that is going to be missing time, which is um, Paris Campbell. Okay, Paris Campbell had the deep shot, deep touchdown, but now his foot injury is classified as significant. So he's looking like he's going to miss some time. That leaves Michael Pittman by himself there. And uh, with a tough matchup with San Francisco, they're going to need to be airing the ball out. Now, Mo Ali Cox is starting to get some good receptions. The most, I think the biggest NFL player there is, especially on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball. Um, but they're going to have to share the ball. They're not going to be able to just rely on the rushing game of Jonathan Taylor. So my start of the week is Michael Pittman from the Indianapolis Colts. Um, your sit of the week this week, Armand. All right. Um, I went Mike Davis for my sit of the week. I, I just can't trust him yet. Like he hasn't put up bad numbers every week. He's been 10 points per week kind of thing, but also he hasn't exploded and given you a uh, week winning game yet. It's just been um, meh, you know? So, um, and he's against Miami. Miami is supposed to have a good defense. Now they haven't this year yet. But uh, what if they turn it on now against the Falcons? And you look at Cordell Patterson taking away touches from Davis, uh, the emergence of Pitts, and maybe Ridley getting the monkey off his back for this year and finally showing up again. Um, I just don't like um, what's going on in Atlanta as far as if I was a Mike Davis owner. Yep, I agree. I agree with you fully. He, um, he, he especially he cost you that what, sixth round, fifth round draft capital. Uh, yeah. He looked like he had the entire running back room to himself. Technically still kind of does, depending on how you <laughs> categorize uh, Patterson there. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate after what he looked like when he replaced Chris McCaffrey and it's just hasn't come to fruition, unfortunately. So uh, yeah. my sit of the week, and this one's going to be a tough one because especially when it comes to the draft capital that you use to get him, uh, I'm sitting oh, yeah. DK Metcalf uh, last week. Um, so not like the recap week, but the previous week on the podcast, we said, no, DK, DK was hyper targeted by Geno Smith. Like it was like target, target, target. It's the only person you looked at. Uh, but this past week, my goodness, was that, uh, was that gross. And, uh, I'll be honest, (laughs) watching that game was I, how I imagine Seattle wants to run their offense, pass the ball, maybe twice and just pound the rock. And that's what they did. And Alex Collins actually pretty good before he got hurt there. And then, um, What's the, uh, oh, geez. DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas, thank you. He ended up going in there and doing some receiving work after when they were trying to score late. I um, like DJ Dallas. Yeah, he's a young guy, too. He, he ended up leaving last year with an injury, too, but he had some fantasy relevance to him last year as well. But but DK Metcalf, like, he's a superstar. He is. And he was hyper-targeted, and it was like, all right, well, Tyler Lock is on the back burner. Uh, DK Metcalf maybe still might have some value. But right now, it's looking – not great for both of them. Like I, I think last week, Zach sat Lockett, which was the right decision. And this week I'm telling <laughs> to sit Metcalf because, because just as the math says, it's not going to be good. Geno Smith is the quarterback and you're playing against the new Orleans saints who are fresh off bye week. And uh, they're not scrubs on defense either. So I would be, uh, I'd be sending Metcalf and that's, that's a hard decision to make, but those are sometimes the decisions that can, can win you weeks. So um, what I would be doing is I'd be actually trying to maybe trade him, package him up in a deal and send him away. And maybe somebody's just 
looks at their their year stats or something like that or their box score or where they were drafted and might be able to send him on that not the idea that he has Geno Smith as his quarterback for for quite some time here so might be able to sell him on name value but yeah it's a time <laughs> if you own DK Metcalf right now that's for sure yeah you know that might be someone looking at the playoffs saying you know maybe Russ will be back for playoffs and this will prove to be very beneficial for me exactly but, uh, yeah I I don't know if I would buy a DK so you might have a hard time selling him right now but I would say I would agree with that selling him now would be good um I wonder if the if Seahawks are looking to to make a trade or a sign here, bring back Cam Newton. Let's I, go. I was going to say I saw that Cam Newton. I I saw I saw that one being thrown around a little bit. So I'm very curious if that's gonna if that's gonna come to anything. So, um, uh, I guess our last segment here, Zach's upset of the week. I do have his notes in front of me here, so bear with me as I read his Cole notes version and don't fill you in with much here. But I do agree with this one. Uh, last week he went with the Houston Texans over Indianapolis Colts. And yeah, that was, <laughs> that's one that you put the money on and hope it pays out big. Cause it, uh, it did yeah. not, I think it lost like 33 to three or something like that. Or I can't, it was pretty bad. Oof. But so Zach's record currently is two and three on the season. This oh, week, no. I'm actually liking this one. We got the Denver Broncos at plus four and a half at Cleveland. So he's taken Denver. Uh, because a few reasons here, Denver's defense is giving up the fourth fewest points per game this season and Cleveland may be without, well, for sure they're going to be without cream hunt, but they also may be without Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham jr. And not to mention that Baker Mayfield is, uh, is been battling an injury. So with a banged up offense and uh, on a short week, uh, they're the Thursday nighter Denver there. Zach is going to be taking Denver at plus four and a half. And actually I got to say, I think I agree with him. Denver didn't look very good, but uh, on a short week, quick turnaround, Cleveland, that's uh, pretty, pretty banged up. I think this might be a, I think this might be a safe bet. What do you think, Armin? Do you agree or disagree? Initially, I want to agree here, um, but I think like the Cleveland defense is, is actually not too bad. I was talking about their O-line earlier, Case Keenum, um, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones, Schwartz, all those guys. Um, make me think that maybe Cleveland can can hang here and actually stay in this game. Um, so just to be contrarian here, I'm saying Cleveland has a good system going, a good offense, a good defense. Um, their backups will will help them out here, and they'll they'll pull this win and this crucial W out in their their season before it starts falling apart. Do you uh do you want to spin the wager wheel on this one? If you give me the four and a half spread. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I want to spin the wager wheel. On oh, this one. <laughs> you're you're saying you're gonna take them, but you're not confident to spin the wheel. Yeah, yeah, not unbelievable. <laughs> and a half spread, and you won't spin the wheel. Well, Armin Schellberg, you're a coward. <laughs> well, I was just trying to give the people some content, so here you go at home. It's Armin's fault. He you're won't. welcome. <laughs> anything to uh anything to add here this uh this episode before we shut her down armin uh you know a little nugget here you know we were talking about seattle and and how they're they're hammering the ball with geno smith at quarterback here and alex collins going down we talked about dj dallas um here's a little nugget if you if you want to try and do something sneaky here um rashad rashad penny is coming off the ir this week 
So maybe, just maybe, <laughs> this might be the time where he finally breaks out. Yeah, I you're, don't a, know. you're a shot penny take. There you go. <laughs> a penny for your thoughts, Armand, or what? Yeah. Um, you know, I, DJ Dallas is going to get the opportunity before him. Um, but if they're pounding the ball that much, they got to use two running backs. I guess Homer's looking not too bad either, yeah. though. He had a few good runs. Yeah. But yeah, you never know. <laughs> if you sift, sift through the sound you might be able to find the hidden gem there so yeah that's my hot take right now pick up Rashard penny this week yeah there you go uh your hot take you should have taken the four and a half spread against me um <laughs> I, I don't have anything here other than the fact that uh we're winding down here with the high school football so i'm enjoying every moment of it uh we're getting ready for playoffs and uh and we'll we'll be uh maybe playing zach in uh, in playoffs, there's a there's a possibility Zach Zach's coaching in Saskatoon. We might be uh, matched up against him. So I guess by the time by the time we're prepping for our uh, our next episode next week, we'll be prepping probably on the Monday or the Tuesday. We'll know for sure because we play on the Wednesday. So we'll maybe there might be a possibility where we're matched up against Zach next week. Wager wheel on that one, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to give him some odds on that one. He, yeah, he, yeah. The four and a half odds. Well, it depends on what happens because they're playing for the um, the position of where they're going to end up, kind of thing. So if they, depending on how they do in week six, they might we might see them, we might not because they're uh, they're in a different division than us, so they've seen some different opponents. So we we don't really know where we stand up against them just because of we don't really have that many common opponents and we haven't played each other. So we'll see how that one ends up going, but it'll be always be, always be interesting to obviously coach against the buddy that uh, we've coached with and, and obviously record a podcast with. So um, that'll do it uh, for our, our most recent episode here, episode number 24 of the 306 fantasy football podcast. Uh, big thanks to everybody that's been following us along on the podcast platforms as well on our social media platforms at 306FFB. Um, so that'll do it for this week. Stay tuned next week for episode 24, where we recap week number seven and get ourselves prepared for week number eight. Thank you for listening. Take care, everybody. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.